And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, here we are again, another day committed to being your consumer advocate, all about helping you understand your buying decisions, making you more street smart here, as we always do on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, we want to help you win, help you understand things happening on a global scale, but also more importantly, locally here in Tampa Bay. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. We'd love for you to reach out to our hotline. Anything you hear on the show today, reach out. We'd love to connect with you. 813-750-0550. That's the Consumer Advocate Hotline. Of course, hit the website as well. Any questions, you can submit an email form at consumerqb.com. Uh, we're going to have uh, Ray Dalio commenting on uh, the world currency, the reserve. we got Diane Vance going to talk about quantitative easing here on the Consumer Quarterback Show and what that might mean in the future as far as the uh, the United States uh, currency, the world currency being the U.S. dollar. Uh, Big Ten football is back, also Mideast uh, Peace Agreement. And we are, have a clip from Peter Schiff as well talking about commercial real estate. We're going to talk about that with Ray Hall. Ray Hall appraisals here on the Consumer Quarterback Show as well. Coming up, uh, Millie Athanason as well, attorney Millie Athanason, going to be on the show today as well talking about uh, things happening in elder law and, and uh, probate avoidance, all those types of issues. But another great show lineup for you here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And we want to thank Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning, uh, the official cleaning partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show, Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning. They do a great job cleaning our real estate properties, and we would urge you to reach out and support her, support all of our local expert contributors here, over 50 different show partners, 80 categories, all supporting the local Tampa Bay economy right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. And we have... uh, you know, Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning, cleaning a lot of our real estate properties. They do a great job. They're COVID-19 certified as well, uh, so they can help you in that space also. And a couple of hot listings for this segment. We've got 13204 Fawn Lily Drive. Uh, we got open houses going on this weekend at 13204 Fawn Lily Drive out in Riverview. 4,511 square feet, six bedrooms, five bath, three-car garage, resort-style amenities, covered Screen and lanai with a water feature in the back. Beautiful property right here in Tampa Bay. Uh, also, 1010 Bay Esplanade, one of my favorite listings right now. It's on Clearwater Beach. It's on the north side of the world's best beach. Listed right around $800,000. And you've got 3,151 square feet, four bedrooms, three bath, two-car garage, private apartment, and a private sun deck on the third floor. Just a gorgeous property here. And all the photography, of course, compliments of Fabray Frameworks. They do a great job shooting our real estate properties with the videos as well. Check out all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. All right, let's jump right into it. Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, our finance expert, mortgage expert. Welcome back. Hey, good to be back, Brandon. Today I'm going to talk about quantitative easing, what that means. <laughs> exactly. What does it mean? What's going on? How? What, what are the risks of continually printing money? Printing money. It's unbelievable. Uh, well, so, let me let me explain yeah. what quantitative easing is first. Um, if you want me to go into that now, um, 
it's yeah. a it's a monetary policy in which a central bank it purchases long term securities from the open market so they can increase the money supply hence print more money and encourage lending and investment and so they buy buying the securities adds new money to the economy and it, and they put it in the form of mortgage backed securities which serves to lower the interest rates. So they bid up the fixed income securities, which then um, it expands the central bank's balance sheet, which is what you are referencing, is that we are printing more money. Now, it's interesting because we started quantitating, the Feds actually started quantitative easing in November of last year, before COVID. So they, they must, they were seeing some, some things in the economy that, Anytime you get close to a 0% on your overnight lending, your Fed fund rate, that is when the quantitative easing usually goes into play. So in March of March 15th, when COVID did hit during the pandemic, the Federal Reserve, they, they planned over $700 billion that they were putting into the uh, mortgage-backed securities and other, other securities to keep the market flowing. Um, it's, it's, uh, it usually they're buying government bonds and other securities. So it, in effect, the, the problem, in effect, it actually keeps the lower, it's, it helps the interest rates in the long term. In the, I'm sorry. It helps the interest rates. However, if they stop, then what happens is you don't have all of that money into that market anymore. Right. So it does the opposite. So you cannot continually keep doing quantitative easing because it reduces our our dollar in the market. So um, yeah. So so other people, other countries are starting are going to start at some point saying, "Hey, man, these Americans they keep printing money. What is their dollar really worth?" What's the exchange, right. the foreign exchange, uh, the currency exchange markets, uh, Forex, you know, they're going to start saying, hey, what's it worth? And then Ray Dalio uh, actually commented on that. So we'll dive deeper into that. Let me go ahead and introduce Ray Hall as well. Ray Hall in the house. He is our expert when it comes to all things appraisals and values here in Tampa Bay. Thanks Welcome back, me. bud. Thank you very much. Always yeah. enjoy being here. My pleasure, man. Yeah. My pleasure. Absolutely. So we're going to play a, a, a clip from Peter Schiff. He's a uh, Pretty well-known investor, and and uh, he's talking about commercial real estate market, and and we talked about it months ago as well. Yes, we did. Yeah, so a lot of things happening uh, here in Tampa Bay, and and uh, you know you're you're out there doing a lot of appraisals every day, staying busy. I'm I'm I've never been that. Fifteen years, this is the busiest I've ever been. Um, you know, if, if there's any appraisers out there looking for work, we're hiring. Uh, we're posted for that. We're 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 expanding our support staff, our appraisal staff. Uh, because there's just so much to do out there uh, with rates that low. Uh, you know, there's a lot of refinancing going on. But again, like we've discussed before, we're in a state with no state taxes, yep. uh, a low, uh, basic, basically a low cost of living. And I think we're getting a lot of people from up north. Um, I was talking to my own brother who lives in Chicago right now, and he's looking at houses in Tampa. Because he said himself, if I can work anywhere, why am I working in a place where I have to pay state taxes? Exactly. And yeah. it makes perfect sense. And, you know, you're going to have that kind of exodus out to these suburbs now um, because people are – I think that option to work from home is, is going to be around for a while. Absolutely. Um, Zoom and, and just so many ways people are doing that. You're seeing more and more folks. We talked about, like, you know, the world's number one podcaster, Joe Rogan, moving from California. Just heard that 
uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, mm-hmm. another well-known uh, media head, uh, moving away as well. I think he's moving to Nashville. Yep. So a lot of things are happening in the real estate market, and people are moving away uh, from those crime-ridden cities. A lot of times it's the you know the liberal-run cities that are just kind of allowing this to happen. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, obviously safety is is first for everybody, and you know, you want your kids to be in an area where, uh, you know, you, they, you can send them to school and be comfortable with that. And you, you know, like any city, we we've had our issues here in Tampa, but it's it's been, you know, we we've been doing well. Um, it's still a great place to live. Uh, you know, I'm out. You, you know, any any given day, I'm I'm driving through five different counties. And so I see a lot of areas every day. I'm in a lot of neighborhoods every day, and I've yet to see any significant problems out here. It's, it's Tampa's still a safe city, yep. still a beautiful city, and there's so much to do here. Uh, you know, a lot of places in the Northeast are still locked down, too. A lot of people yeah. still have nothing to do. And, you know, I know me and you are out there boating all the time, and, you know, we, we can go to restaurants. Yep. Our bars are open. Um, 50% capacity, bars are open. I heard, uh, the, I heard on Salem this morning, I was listening to Hugh Hewitt, he had. They had mentioned that uh, over uh, down in Tampa, mm-hmm. they were. You know, some of the police were saying, "Hey, here's here's the rules. Make sure you enforce it, bar owners, this time, so you don't have to shut down again." Right. Yeah. And and that makes sense. And I think everyone's done very well with you know trying to keep uh, everybody safe and keeping everybody healthy. But you know, to a degree, you got to get that economy going again. Yeah. It's not good to just you know keep it keep it on lockdown and 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 stall that economy. And and I think that's why you know our our area is really doing well and faring well th- well through all of this sun sanitizing yeah <laughs> out on the waters the freedom boat club so we got ray hall in the house ray hall appraisals we also have diane vance fairway independent mortgage uh on the phones diane i want to go back to you here and i want to talk about the central banks could be forced to serve as currency defense mechanism so the u.s dollars demise as the global reserve currency isn't imminent but a threat looms as the federal reserve and global central markets increasingly monetize government debt Billionaire investor Ray Dalio warned in a Tuesday interview with Bloomberg Television, quote, there is a threat. It's an evolutionary type of process. There's not yet a good alternative in the form of a currency per se. That's the Bridgewater Associate founder Ray Dalio, and I believe he's the 18th richest man in the world. I think he knows what he's talking about there, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. So, um, yeah, they, they, and you just get, they keep printing money. And, um, you know, the thing is, you know, we talked about quantitative easing. Um, it increases the money supply. So that's the reason they do it. And that's, that's probably a good reason to do it because you can have a couple of things happen, though. When the central bank starts increasing the supply of the money, um, you can have it can cause inflation. Okay, um, so there's a fine a line, and nobody's experienced this. You know, COVID, and you know, having to print more and more money, and having to do the quantitative easing. And they've, you know, the government has done this for several times. I mean, back in the crash, they did it. They started doing it, like I said, in November. So there was things that even before COVID were starting to look suspicious. Yeah. So interest rates were starting to move. And um, so that's why they did it. Um, but um, and it does keep the interest rates down. The problem becomes when they decide to stop doing it. And that's when you'll see interest rates starting to move up when they stop actually uh deciding to put money into the long-term government bonds and other securities and increasing the the supply of money. So when they do those things, they print money, right? So that's exactly what, 
you're talking about is the more money you print, um, we, we don't have it backed by gold anymore. So it's, it's just paper. So yeah. the paper, you know, what happens is our dollar weakens and, you know, other countries, their dollar strengthen, strengthens. So, you know, we may, we, our vacation to Canada or Europe or someplace like that may actually cost us more because their dollar is stronger. Um, but, um, you know, you're, you're talking about something that is, is, uh, happening and it's going to continue to happen for a while. And I, and I, I believe that, uh, you know, the 18th richest man in the world definitely knows what he's talking about. So he, he, he does. Attention. Yeah. And, but there's, there may be some debate that he may be out of touch. You know, does he, does he appeal more to the top 5%, the top one percenters? And, and is he a little bit out of touch with the 99%? That's, that's what I've seen as far as debate goes. But the article goes on to say large institutional investors aren't necessarily running out to embrace alternative currencies because the yen and the euro have the same problem as the U.S. dollar. He said, yeah. instead, investors are looking for new stores, uh, new store holds of wealth, including equities, gold and other asset classes that go up. Right. So, so to your right. point, you know, when, when the when the funds are low, when, when we're doing that, we're reducing the quantitative easing print and paper. The federal funds rate is reduced. Uh, there's more right. investment in real estate in businesses. There's people refinancing, Correct. pulling cash out. And it, on the flip side of that, I feel bad for the seniors because the seniors aren't making as much on their retirement now. Oh, absolutely. And and if they want to be in a safe retirement, I mean, you can't even get, I don't know, I don't even know what the a CD rate where Super they feel low, very, yeah. yeah, it's like less than, I don't know, less than a quarter percent. I think it's like 0.1012 or something like that. Yep. So unless you're willing to go out and invest in the stocks, and that's a, that's a whole nother ballgame, which a lot of seniors are not willing to do that. And that's, a, that's a, another situation, but Europe and all the other countries have to do the same thing that we've done with yeah. the quantitative easing. So they are doing the same thing. Yeah. And, um, it, it definitely affects, you're right, people, then they start going back into the commodities of gold and silver and, and those things that they're comfortable with. You can see those fluctuate and they go up in value as we print more and more money. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different world right now. And I don't know that anybody knows exactly what the long-term outcome will be. We will get out of this one day. Well, Ray Hall's going to tell us right after this break. Yeah. I'm going to have Ray. He's, okay. gonna have, he's got right. his crystal ball here with him. He's going to tell us when we Ray, come back. Ray, tell us what uh, to do. I will. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break here, guys. We'll be right back with you here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Plus, we have a feel-good story of the day. Domino's Pizza makes largest ever donation to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. 
Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rimes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Follow us online. We would love to connect with you at Consumer Quarterback Show on Facebook. Of course, we have our at Brandon Rimes 1 on Instagram and Twitter, Consumer Quarterback Show, as well as the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty on Facebook. We'd love to connect with you there. And we got a couple of hot listings here in Tampa Bay that we'd love to talk to you about as a listing agent. We feature our listings in ways that other real estate companies don't. And here's an example of 6128 Oak Ridge Avenue in Newport Ritchie. This is a property that is a gorgeous home. It's a large home. You got 4,100 plus square feet, a full acre of land right on the waterfront, right on the river in beautiful Newport Ritchie. You've got bay access and bring your boats, bring your jet skis, four bedrooms, four baths. You have a separate garage out there as well. Just a great opportunity to own real estate right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. One of the hottest real estate markets in the entire United States. Uh, 8001 U.S. Highway 301. This is out in Riverview. This is a large uh, asset. It's two buildings for the price of one on one parcel of land. A busy corner intersection uh, right here in Tampa Bay. Two commercial buildings, 4181 square foot combined, 33 parking spaces, 50,000 vehicles a day driving by. It's a busy corner lot, traffic corner at 301. It's known as the Riverview Sandwich Shop, uh, available for sale right now out in Riverview, Florida. Check out all of our real estate listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. All right, we got Diane Vance on the phones and Ray Hall in studio. So, Ray, I want to play a quick clip here. Uh, This is the uh, Peter Schiff commenting on uh, commercial real estate. I'm going to play a quick clip here. I mean, commercial real estate is going to get killed for so many reasons. It was in trouble, I think, before COVID. But COVID, again, just accelerated the process. But obviously, uh, if you are a retailer... You know, no one's coming into your store, your restaurant, if you if you got a gym, if you got a movie theater. So you're not collecting any rent. So you want to default. And so now your landlord's not getting paid and he might have a mortgage and now he can't pay because he's not getting rent. You've got all these office buildings where a lot of. All right. I'm just going to stop it there. But you, you know where that continues. It yeah. goes on and on. It's the trickle effect of the landlords not getting paid. Right. The landlords not paying the bank note. And, and yes, there's been some moratoriums in place, but I'm not sure if those are effect for commercial real estate, is it? Um, I would, I'd have to do some research on that. Um, you know, there is that moratorium on evictions, things like that. But, you know, even if with the moratoriums in place, a lot of these places aren't going to go back to brick and mortar buildings anymore. Yeah. A lot of these businesses are going to find out, I'm saving a lot of money by not having that building. Um, you know, take take my, my business with appraisals. 
Um, you know, I've always worked for companies that had brick and mortar buildings. I run my entire company basically out of the office of my house. Yep. Everything is virtual. Um, you know, there, there, everything is in place now that you don't need a building. Well, you're, you're, I often joke about it when people ask me where my office is. I said, well, it's sitting in your driveway right now. If I want to <laughs> exactly. listen, it's my Mercedes SUV. Yep, exactly. I'm in the car all the time. I, you know, I put 60,000 miles a year on my car with my driving. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's where I spend most of my so you're day. you're not leasing then, are you? Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> that'd be a trouble leasing. No, that'd be, that'd be horrible. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, the it's overall crazy. outcome, though, and, and then you look at the di- different sectors of, of commercial. It's not just office. It's you know you've got the uh, retail. Retail's getting mm-hmm. pounded right now too. But they've been they've been getting hurt for years too from places like Amazon. Yep. You know, and, and again, which is a virtual store, you can buy anything you want. They have more products than Walmart. They're getting into podcasting now too. They get into everything. I, I listen to my music through Amazon. I have an Amazon Prime account. I watch TV through them. Yep. Uh, you know, they probably have one of the best business models we've ever seen. Yep. Um, you know, granted, they do own real estate, uh, but that's industrial, and they have the large warehouses, and you know, products have to be distributed somewhere. So, you know, maybe that won't be hit as hard. Especially with the amount of people who are now, you know, online shopping, things like that. They're dropping zo- drones out there now too. Are they doing that yet? I know they I, talked I about it. I saw a couple test drives going. They're they're test driving some some drones. I think we're in, we're in we're in an area too where we would get to utilize that since uh, we have that big one down in Ruskin. Yeah. Um, but you know the the problem is going to be in the office space. Um, I think there's going to be a transition. Uh, because what's going to happen is a lot of people, and as someone who works from home, I, I can tell you this, they're going to get sick of working at home. So I think they're going to maybe start doing these shared office spaces. I think yeah. that's going to become popular. Co-workspace. A co-workspace. It's a very low monthly rent. You yep. can show up if you want or don't. Uh, they usually have internet available for you. They have, and you can still get some interaction with some people. It serves as a networking exactly. Spot. Uh, I have a friend who runs his company out of a shared workspace, and he's actually gotten business just by networking from the people within sure. uh, the building. So you know, it's a great way to do business. But you know, I I, I drive down I seventy five and I see that large uh, Citibank complex, and it's empty. Yeah, and I know they had just purchased that back uh, right before COVID, and now it's completely empty. Let me let me go back to Diane. Diane, any comments on the commercial side of real estate, commercial real estate? Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Brandon, I had an operations office and our sales office, too, too big. I mean, they were 3,000 square feet each. I actually just uh, leased my operations office. Uh, they I had an attorney that wanted to move over there. He actually owns a title company, so it worked out very well. So I actually gave up one of my leases, and I actually gave up another lease in another place. So, so you know, we're very effective at home. So I I believe that that is probably and you know the trend for the future. I think we're finding that we're very productive. My people are very happy. But I think you're right. You know, Ray's right. It. Yeah, I do miss the people. Um, so. You know, I ha- I still have my sales office, and I still have my Wesley Chapel office and my Mount Dora office. But um, you know, we're doing shorter term leases than we used to. So I believe that's going to be a trend for the future. I think COVID just kind of forced everything online, and um, things that would have happened eventually. I think it sort of for- forced things to happen a little quicker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you when you look at the overall economy, you know things are starting to pick up. I know Federal Federal Express just had its biggest uh, earnings in a long time, uh, so a lot of delivery. It's a shifting world out there. It's a shifting economy. Uh, things are changing, and 
the thing we know in Tampa Bay is that people are buying, selling, and investing right here in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, really South Florida in general. Now there's different pockets, different markets. You know, the Miami condo market is a is a, a different market there. It's a buyer's market versus a seller's market. Uh, what we're seeing here in Tampa Bay, limited inventory, uh, challenges with, uh, you know, on the buying side, if you're trying to find a buyer, uh, a property for your client, very challenging right now. You got to be very creative and it's, it's, it's an interesting time to say the least. So, um, Ray Hall, Ray Hall appraisals, uh, check him out online. He's got his, uh, his, his, uh, $100, $125 owner's use appraisal. You can do that for commercial, but it costs a little bit more, much more. And Diane Vance Fairway Independent Mortgage as well. Uh, support our show partners, support our team. This is our team. I'm the quarterback on the team. And we've got all these great folks, uh, professionals surrounding us, helping us educate you as a consumer, but also serving the community as a consumer advocate in their profession. So uh, thank you to Ray Hall, Appraisals, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage coming up. Attorney Millie Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, plus our feel-good story of the day about Domino's Pizza making a large donation to St. Jude. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm a top 1% realtor in Tampa Bay. I'm a published author, professional speaker. Check out our book on Amazon. Become the MVP in your industry by surfing the radio waves. We're almost done with our third book now as well. We're writing that with uh, Eli, the ghostwriter, the godfather of ghostwriting, his team, Lisa, uh, who you've heard on the show. We're almost through with that third book. I'm hoping to get Gary Keller himself as a uh, contributor to the book or or to write the uh, intro uh, for the book. So excited about that. A lot of good things happening around here. Uh, We've got attorney Millie Athanason joining us here in the studio before we jump into that. I would like to thank one of our sponsors, the Bill Maher Beach Resort, the official hotel partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show, is the Bill Maher Beach Resort on Treasure Island. They've got two pools on site, Sloppy Joe's Beach Bar and Restaurant, and a lot of amenities. Great opportunity to get out and see the best of Tampa Bay, the coastline of Tampa Bay. Bill Maher Beach Resort, the official hotel partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show. And we've got a couple of hot listings here in Tampa Bay, 12208 Four Oaks Road, This is a development opportunity. Attention builders, developers, where are my investors and entrepreneurs? In the first half of the show, we just talked about some of the challenges right now for investors, you know, with the the currency exchanges, some of that stuff. This is a great opportunity. Five acres. uh, You've got a small house on the property, but this is more of a development opportunity. It's R9 zoning, 40 acres. uh, I'm sorry, 40 units on five acres uh, right here in Tampa Bay. Great opportunity. $1.8 million listing. And owners are looking for offers at 12208 Four Oaks Road in Tampa. Also, 520 George Street South in, in uh, Tarpon Springs. This is in the Palm Harbor, Tarpon Springs area, kind of on the east side of the lake. 520 George Street South, Tarpon Springs, 3,600 square feet, four bedrooms, three baths. Uh, you've got a second floor private master suite, lakefront, 
mother-in-law suite, wood-burning fireplace, and a private boat dock as well. Great opportunity to own real estate here in Tampa Bay. Check out all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. All right, we got attorney Millie Athanason back in studio. Good to see you, Millie. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, my pleasure. I appreciate you You always bringing in great notes. Last time we talked a lot about some of the challenges and the scams out there, consumers getting hit with scams and yeah. all that kind of stuff. This time we got a little different topic. Yes. Well, I do want to touch upon the scams. There yeah. is a scam out there right now. It's that time of the year with the holidays kind of coming uh, upon us before we know it. Gas gas station scams okay if you're going to go to the gas station and pump some gas use a credit card if you have to use a debit card Mm. please don't use it put your pin number use it as a credit card or just go inside and pay because there's been a lot of problems uh with that right now there's a lot of reports of crimes going on with uh the skimmers and the readers yep so just something to put out there you should be able to look at it too from what i've seen you can sometimes pull on it a little bit if it comes off easily but if it's pretty solid then it's probably not a, a skimmer scammer there yeah probably not but you know these days you don't know and it's better i think to be safe than sorry because it's a real headache if you have to go through and cancel everything yeah and and then start all over again so that that is tough. well that's a good rule of thumb as well just to have uh instead of running things as a debit card which goes directly out of your bank account reduces the funds in your account Run it as a credit card because then you have more legal rights, I believe, and more protections. Yes, absolutely. Because you you have the right to challenge it, whereas using it as a debit card, you don't. Right. So that is very significant. And yeah. So uh, always run it as credit unless you're pulling cash out. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm in a habit of doing that sometimes when I go to Publix. <laughs> yeah, give me fifty bucks. I need cash. You know. Right. But the, the idea of that. So uh, attorney, you uh, attorney Millie is uh, right here in Tampa Bay. She's yeah. a local attorney. Again, another great example of our our contributors to the show, legal analyst here. And she's brought in some really cool notes for us about voting in Florida. And it's that time of year. It's that time of the four-year cycle, too, isn't it? It is. The the elections are coming up on Tuesday, November 3rd. It's really less than seven weeks away. And, you know, when I was doing some research on this, I realized that we have a population in Florida of about 21.48 million people and that there are approximately 4 million people that are eligible but are not registered to vote. Mm. I didn't know it was that high. That's like almost 20% of the population that's eligible to what vote. What do you think's going on with them? They just don't care. They're busy with other things. They're convicted yeah. felons. I mean, there's a mixed bag, I bet. Well, there, there's a mixed bag. And I think a lot of people have the attitude, well, I'm not going to go to the polls because, you know, um, my vote isn't going to count. It really right. doesn't matter. And and I really beg to differ. Um, you know, I guess being a lawyer, um, democracy is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's sure. it's what I've spent my career upholding and, and, and pursuing legal matters. So, you know, voting is at the very heart of that. And so it's very significant to me. And so if you are not registered, but you are eligible, please get out there and register to vote. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, well, how do you go about that here in Florida? What do you do? Who do you call? Uh, What do you want? Nowadays, as you know, with technology, you can pretty much almost do anything online. And that includes registering to vote. So that's a good thing. You can go right online. And what I did is um, on the notes here, and I, I can go over it, but 
I actually listed the supervisor of elections offices for, for the three counties, for Pasco, Pinellas, and Hillsborough. Beautiful. So that people can actually contact them directly to go in. You can go online, but if you don't have access to a computer or you're not computer savvy, you can call them and ask them to mail you an application, or you can actually go into one of their offices and actually apply in person the old-fashioned way before we did everything online. Right. Um, they even let you, they'll mail it to you, and you, or you can download it, and you can actually fax it in. Hmm. So there's many different ways that you can actually register to vote that's convenient. Now, what does it mean to be eligible to vote? We have to be a U.S. citizen. Green card holders don't count. And I guess there's some misconception about that. A permanent resident is not the same thing as a United States citizen. So you do have to be a citizen. You also must be a Florida resident. Now, you know, a lot of controversy is centered around this mail-in ballot stuff. And how mail-in ballots came to be is historically in Florida, you know, we're the snowbird state where people come from up north and they're here sometimes and not here sometimes. So the concept of mail-in ballots came because people were out of the state. So it was called absentee voting. And they would mail you the ballot and then you would go ahead and and you know, fill it out and send it in. Well, that kind of matriculated as time went on, and now they'll allow anybody to go ahead and get a mail-in ballot, not just people that have other residences or are out of the state or otherwise absent. More convenient. More convenient, exactly. Yeah. And in today's world, everything is being done online nowadays or mail-in. So convenience seems to be certainly a, a, a priority for Florida residents. Yeah. So. Uh, definitely you you can do that. You have to be, um, you can't be a convicted felon. And if you are a convicted felon, your rights have to be restored. And I know there's controversy about that because with, uh, I saw that you had somebody from, I think it was the Innocence Project or somebody talking about how to restore rights yep. and, and the problems that have arisen with uh, convicted felons not being able to get notified as to how much they owe in order to pay off, but they do have to satisfy the financial obligations of their conviction in order to get the voting rights restored. Which that one, you know, to me, it's, it's some people say, well, that's, that's a poor tax. You know, these people are poor. They got arrested. It's a poor tax. I see the debate on that, but I just feel, I, I feel like, you know, if they've contributed, you know, let's, let's, there, there might be a reason to revisit that on a case by case basis. If it is an extreme circumstance, but I feel like that's, you know, hey, if you committed crimes, you you ran a car in, tore somebody's business up. You know, I, I see both sides of the argument. But, but yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes. And then also you cannot be mentally incapacitated. Um, and and what that means is that you're legally mentally incapacitated, incapacitated, that a judge has adjudicated you to be incapacitated, not because your family members feel you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a difference there. So um, and if you were mentally incapacitated, uh, you have to have your right to vote restored because when you're declared mentally incapacitated, they take away certain rights and then give those to your your legal 
guardian. So once that right to vote is restored, then you can go ahead and register to vote. And so what do you need to register to vote if you're going to vote online? That's another question. Well, you need a, a valid Florida driver's license, or if you don't have a driver's license, for whatever reason, if you have a state-issued identification card. And Florida does have that. If you go down to get a driver's license, it's the same place that you go to do that. You can get a Florida-issued ID. Um, and then it, you need to have the issue date, which is on the the face of the driver's license or the state-issued ID. It shows the date that it was issued. You also have to have the last four digits of your Social Security number, and that's in addition to the other information, such as your name and your address and your contact info, that type of thing. Um, other ways to register to vote, you can go to the Supervisor of Elections office for your county Uh, Again, you can download and fill out an application and deliver it to the Supervisor of Elections office. Um, You can fax them in or you can call and have somebody mail you an application. Deadlines. There are deadlines, unfortunately, associated with pretty much everything. Election Day is on Tuesday, November 3rd. You have to be registered to vote by October the 5th. So even though we have almost seven weeks until the election, uh, we have far less than that for you to be able to go ahead and register to vote. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I called the Pinellas County uh, folks and I said, hey, mail me. This was weeks ago. I said, mail me my ballot. When So I'm wondering, do I need to call them again? They haven't mailed me my ballot or are they waiting to mail that ballot? Um, you know, I'm wondering. They haven't mailed out. A, they haven't mailed out the ballots they haven't. yet. Okay. No, they have not. Um, so now if you're already registered, so you have till October 5th, if you've never registered to vote, if you're already registered, but you're requesting a mail-in ballot, you've got until 5 p.m. on October the 24th to request that mail-in ballot. Now, the law says that once you make a request for a mail-in ballot, um, they have two business days usually to turn around and get you on that list for mail-in ballots. Yeah. Now, you're, here's, there's some controversy right now about signature matching. Because yeah. when you – and it's kind of funny because I laughed when I saw this. I, I've, I've been voting by mail for, for some years now. And, and the reason why I do it is simply because I like to have time to go through the list of candidates and do my homework and my yeah. research to see who I want to vote for, who has views that I think are going to be good for the community and so forth. Right on. But be that as it may, so you have to um, fill out the ballot and you stick it in the sleeve and you stick it in the envelope. The envelope folds down. And where you have to sign your signature line, it has like this crease in it. So it makes it very difficult to actually get a good clean signature. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can see where this controversy is because the signature on that ballot has to match what they have at the voter's registration office or the supervisor of elections office. And so if it doesn't match, then they have two days to turn around and notify you by mail that it doesn't match and they they can send you a new ballot and you can resubmit. However, you know, who wants to do that? You want to have it done. So make sure, I guess, to, 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 to put it plainly, just make sure that whatever signature you used when you requested the mail-in ballot that's on their computer system that you put on that ballot. Let's take a quick pause there. All right, yeah. more from attorney Millie Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, I love this idea of, of education, consumer act, you know, action here and, and consumer advocate advice uh, about voting, all things voting here 
uh, with Millie today on the Consumer Quarterback Show. More to come. Also, our feel-good story of the day, Domino's Pizza makes the largest ever donation to St. Jude Christian's uh, Children's uh, Research Hospital. Stay with us, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the real estate quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here. I'm your host of the show, helping you win in any marketplace. That's our game. Consumer Quarterback Show, seven years on air, and helping you understand your buying decisions. That's what we're passionate about. Talk about voting here with attorney Millie Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. She's a local attorney. A lot of our local area expert contributors uh, support the show. We ask for you to please support our show and reach out. You know, if you need anything around the real estate wheel, we've got it. The legal wheel, we've got you covered. 813-750-0550. 813-750-0550. We've had an uptick in calls lately. People reaching out want to find out how do they improve their credit scores? What do you think about a refinance? Uh, purchasing, all types of legal advice, we can put you in touch with the best in all of Tampa Bay and the Gulf Coast region of Florida that we've assembled and we've vetted right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Every day, we're going to tell you something positive in our feel-good story. Okay, so we got Domino's Pizza's largest ever donation to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So they received $100 million from Domino's Pizza the largest donor commitment in the hospital's history, and it's committed to raising money over the next 10 years. In honor of its historic pledge, St. Jude will name its newest housing facility the Domino's Village and will be located on St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital uh, campus. Uh, So the housing facility will feature 140 fully furnished apartments, one, two, and three bedrooms designed to accommodate different lengths of families' uh, stay. And construction is planning to the spring of uh, 2023. Domino's Village will provide a home away from home for those thousands of kids and families who come to St. Jude from around the world. So that's a very generous donation 
Shout out to Domino's Pizza. Very cool. Good stuff right there. All right, so let's go back to Attorney Millie at the Anderson here. Let's go through. She's given us some really good highlights on voting. I think a lot of the controversy, too, with uh, you know Trump worrying about uh, Democrats trying to, tr- trying to you know, sway the election and potentially cheating. What do you think about some of those things? Because, you know, as an outsider looking in, you say, okay, well, if they're mailing ballots out to everyone, which some states are doing that, who knows who's filling those out and, and who's – you know, whose signature is coming back, it gets scary. And then some people might say, oh, well, I'm going to double vote. I'm going to mail it in and I'm going to go in. And I heard they end up in handcuffs if that happens. That is correct. You are only allowed to submit one ballot per person. And when they're turned into the supervisor of elections office, then they are documented that they've been received and, and counted. So once that's done and it's logged into the system, then obviously if you tried to come in with another ballot by the same person, that's going to get kicked back and you're going to be in trouble. So you definitely, you know, don't want to go there. Now, what about if you make a mistake? Because, you know, it can happen. You screw up like, oh, no, I meant to vote for so and so. Well, if that happens, then you can call the supervisor of elections office and they will send you another ballot. Mm. So you do have to do it within the time frames, however, that, you know, the the deadlines that I put on here. So you definitely do want to do that. Uh, Again, if you want to get a mail in ballot, you've got to do it no later than October the 24th. Every ballot must be received by 7 p.m. on Tuesday, November 3rd at the Supervisor of Elections office, whether you mail it in, bring it in person, put it in any drop box that's available. It has to be received by them at that time. Because that's another concern, too, of of this delayed with the COVID, with all the different things going to be interesting. It is. I mean, the, the United States Postal Service is saying that to be on the safe side, you need to mail it in at least a week ahead of time. I say definitely try to do it earlier rather than later because, God forbid, if there's a mistake, you know, and your signature got kicked back or something like that, um, that could be a problem. And and, and to answer your question, you know, yes, there's always a risk that there's there there could be fraud or that somebody would try to copy your signature or something that that's a risk. I mean, certainly with the technology that's available today, they're trying to take the necessary safeguards. But, you know, there's always someone smarter, it seems like, that comes up with some way to hack something. Yeah. And and I think it's going to be over time when they start to get those kinks out of the system right. to make it as secure as possible. But since this, I mean, in Florida, it's been going on for several years. So I think the risk is lower here than in some states where they're just kicking up their mail-in ballots. So yeah. I, I think there's, but there is going to be an adjustment period. There's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it's such a, you know, an interesting year. Uh, this year with all the rhetoric flying back, it seems the politics are so uh, divided. And, and I know on a local election level, the the, the Hillsborough County uh, voters, we voted to raise our own taxes uh, multiple times here. It's like, come on, guys, what are we doing? You know, we're, we're voting <laughs> to increase our own tax. And I think it gets into the wording of the ballot. Sometimes these ballots, I mean, it's, they say they always write things to an eighth grade level. I don't know about some of these ballots. It's, there's like seems like there's double negatives in there, and it's just confusing to some people, I believe. 
yeah, I have a law degree, and I have to double read some of these things. Okay, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about the eighth grade level thing, but yeah. uh, you know, it, it is. You really have to do your homework. That's why when I get the ballot, I like to take that time and go through it. And sometimes I'll look up the bill that's being proposed uh, because online you can actually look up House bills and Senate bills, yeah, uh, in order to see what it is that they're they're actually doing. And uh, I know that we all don't have time to sit and read the the lengthy. Bill Bill, and I know on the ballot they do try to summarize it, but if you're confused by it, it, it would be helpful to read it or at least talk to somebody about it to discuss the issue. Uh, but you're right; it, it is sometimes very confusing. Some of the stuff, you know, is e- you know easy. Okay, are we going to legalize this or legal or decriminalize that or right. what have you? That you know is easy. But like you said, sometimes with these ad valorem taxes and things like that, it, it's very confusing the way they yeah. write it. Yeah, very. it is. What's on the what's on the ballot this year on the local level? Anything stick out in your mind as far as you know local stuff or are we are we voting to legalize any kind of like the marijuana or anything like that this year? No, I think that's going to be in, in the near, very near future. Yep. Um, what I've read, they're anticipating twenty two twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, but no, not not right now. Um, yep. Now, in some states, they are not not in Florida right now. But there are several states. I think Oregon's got a few on the ballot. Um, and there's a few others I can't yeah. recall right now. But yes, they are. Um. But the main thing, you know, I and I try not to, because um, my mom always told me, uh, don't talk about religion and politics, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, you know it's so I'm, hard these days. You know, right? So, you know, I, my my message here today is just for you to get out there and register to vote yep. and, and to have your voice heard. Because if you don't do that, uh, you can't later sit back and complain and say, well, I don't like so-and-so in office. Well, did you vote? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so yep. that's kind of the, the message that, that I want to share. And and I wanted you to know, too, um, I think this is important because a lot of elderly people are eligible to vote. They're they're not mentally incompetent. They're able to vote, but it's inconvenient for them to get out. Um, they You can have somebody pick up your ballot for you. You can actually sign an affidavit and have somebody in your family designated to go to the elections office and pick up the ballot for you. So even if you're elderly, um, there's actually a lot of services out there, too, in the community right now that will help you. Well, we're if running out of time to. here, so let's give them your website, athanasonlaw.com. Yes, athanasonlaw.com. Yes. Can you spell that for us? Yeah, A T H A N A S O N Law.com. Awesome. And that's Millie Athanason, attorney Millie Athanason. Yes. Great job, Millie. That was awesome. I appreciate Thank you, you dropping that for us. And as we always say, we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. And as Millie said, Get out there and vote. We'll see you next time. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.